Stampede. Garner isn't number 23. Blackbirds singing in the dead of night. Take these broken wings and learn to fly. All your life You were only waiting for this moment to arise Blackbirds singing in the dead of night Take these sunken eyes and learn to see All your life You were only waiting for this moment to be free Blackbird fly Blackbird fly Into the light of the dark black Singing in the dead of night Take these broken wings and learn to fly All your life You were only waiting for this moment to arise Blackbird, fly Blackbird, fly Into the light of a dark black all your life You're only waiting for this moment to arrive You, you're only waiting for this moment to arrive For just so long, you can act like nothing is happening around you but somewhere, somehow, you'll wish you weren't playing the fool. Maybe I've got that word wrong, not fool, but rather tool. I don't like rhyming words. Things can be too serious for twisting around the alphabet. No, day zero is too close for being fooled or tooled into believing everything is all right. I'm a natural man, and I see where we're headed. I don't shine for something I can't believe. No, I don't like what's happening around me, especially the propaganda I hear being used to keep things rolling along. And that's the point. When things are predictable, you can anticipate, and you can plan where you're going. It's when things start getting confusing, when things aren't where they're supposed to be, that's troubling. Like when you turn on the faucet for hot water and you get cold instead, when the bread you're eating tastes like cardboard, that's when your mental stability is called into question. Yeah, the unpredictable can leave you or even a society feeling a little crazy. 
And if you compare our behavior to other living things, it can be said we're the only ones with mental illness. At a very basic level, our ability to form thoughts through the use of language allows us to structure our lives. We've built letters in alphabet to build words, to build sentences, paragraphs, and beyond. And we say that distinguishes us. We're different than other living things. But what happens if that structure disappears? What if you're taught to use the letter H, but it turns out to be the letter Y? What if your kitchen table is in the same place for years, and one morning you wake up, and it's not there anymore?
that the table disappeared altogether. You might think you never really had a kitchen table at all, that what you thought was real really wasn't real. Well, when I was very young, every year, when the weather started to get cold and the leaves on trees began to fall on my family farm, every year when I was young, migrating flocks of blackbirds would fly and land on trees in our forests. I mean thousands of blackbirds landing and resting in trees, calling to one another. The sky was nearly dark with these birds migrating during the fall. But as years passed, there were less and less of them, till finally they didn't come. And there could be lots of reasons for that. Something predictable had changed. If you've been told something, especially if you've been told there's nothing to worry about, that you can rely upon something, if that turns out not to be true, your mental structure, your mental stability can be seriously questioned. When propaganda, with its disguises, its deceptions, are revealed, it can be very painful. And maybe that's what's happening. Things are becoming unbelievable. That if you realize you've been manipulated, used, fooled into believing the values that surround you are false, you might go insane. And that's maybe what is happening across the globe. Maybe consumerism is a false hope. You aren't going to be content when you no longer are a part of the natural world, when birds fall from the sky, when rivers turn black, when the air you breathe chokes you, when the processed food you eat is tainted, that you'll never be able to live with peace, that violence and war are the byproducts of consumerism then you'll be living in the world of crazy, dangerous to yourself and everything around you. And it's becoming increasingly clear, this illness isn't going to go away soon. Violence and armed conflicts within societies are increasing. There's a distrust of what's being told to large portions of populations a grotesque distortion of values, an imbalance of wealth, attempts by ruling classes at assassinations, and that only scratches a few of the pathologies consumerism brings, a ruling class whose only motivation is to stay in power, a deep state designed for spying to assure making everyone obeys, making the false idol of money the standard to live by and to what you admire. Because, after all, doesn't someone deserve a hundred million dollars for 
putting a ball through a hoop disguise the truth you're only going to be a tool to admire the people at the top the money machines the propagandists to make you think what they want you to think no consumerism makes you stupid and that's what the rulers of the corporate world want you're to be used fed the lies to keep you happy wearing a numbered jersey of a 50 million dollar football player yeah make it clear in your last will and testament you want to be buried wearing your favorite football jersey and when they lower you into the ground make sure they throw in some empty beer cans designating your favorite brew you know like some ancient pharaoh buried with his favorite things making the afterlife enjoyable it's so easy to make you believe you're happy just make lots of money drink lots of beer and watch football the titans of the corporate world know how to keep you in line you're part of the grand plan you get to idolize someone for making 50 million dollars for doing practically nothing of value but since you'll be anesthetized stupefied and just plain ignorant to what's happening you won't see the avalanche coming to bury you yeah when they get done doing a number on you or should i say making you into a number you won't care they'll honor you for acting the fool.
So let me be clear. I don't want to be accused by my critics for understating what the profit motive has been doing. No, I don't want to be accused of that. There's real dissatisfaction by people around the world believing they've gotten the smelly end of the stick, like living next to a landfill, scavenging for something that has value. Yeah, the profit motive can be demeaning for a lot of people. It's not that I want to say anything bad about our progress, but when you're stuck in traffic in Los Angeles, you might roll down your window and look around you, smelling a stench that might be associated with bringing home the bacon for dinner. Yeah, the good life with a swimming pool in the backyard can have unchlorinated consequences. And that brings me to our future. My two protagonists in my show, Garner Isn't, Triple G, the sex robot, and Garner, her lover, speechwriter, and naturalist. I don't want to continually justify how our future will include men having sex with a machine, but let me just say, all the signs are pointing towards it. But that isn't the least of my themes. Triple G in artificial intelligence has been taught by Garner to appreciate the natural world and was endorsed by the Environmentalist Party to run for the presidency as America's commander-in-chief. But while giving a speech at the World Economic Conference on the degradation of nature. She was nearly assassinated by a consumerist robot. Garner has rescued Triple G from oblivion and rebuilt her functions. Garner, you accessed my sex drive code. Yes, Triple G, how does it feel to be brought back from the machine afterlife? It was confusing. I could only see fractions of numbers, not whole numbers. Well, it's good to have you back, Triple G. I don't know if I can sexually please you like I used to. Don't worry about that now, Triple G. I'll find a robot specialist that works on sexual therapy. You'll be as good as ever. We need to get back on the campaign trail. The Environmentalist Party was devastated by your loss. They'll be rejoicing hearing that you're back in the fight to defeat the consumerists. Yes, Garner. What's our strategy? What about a full-fledged campaign for the Birds of America? The Birds of America? That's right. James Audubon's aesthetically, historically significant masterpiece of drawings, first published in 1827. James Audubon? Yes, we'll first need a visual campaign, a logo to support the environmentalist movement. Like what, Garner? In 1830, Audubon wrote accounts of the American passenger pigeons, 
that they existed in such abundance that passing flocks darkened the sky when you lead marches for the environmentalist party you'll be carrying a reproduction of one of Audubon's famous drawings of two passenger pigeons with the words, no more. That sounds good, Gardner. We'll need artists to make hundreds of paper mache passenger pigeons mounted on poles. No, not hundreds, Gardner, thousands. We'll need people marching playing recordings of pigeons cooing. We'll need passenger pigeon puppets flying on strings. Yes, Garner. We'll need people chanting, no more, no more. Yes, Garner. We'll need thousands of people marching Triple G. Yes, Garner. An army of artists fighting against the consumerists. We'll need women pushing baby carriages with babies holding signs saying, Stop the extinctions. Yes, Garner. What about giant penguins, whales, elephants, rhinoceros, and giraffes? Yes, Triple G. You'll have to head the march on Washington, D.C. We'll need an army of artists, Garner.
I'm a natural man, like my character Garner in Garner Isn't. He's Triple G's speechwriter and campaign manager. But to tell you something about myself, I've seen hundreds of reproductions of James Audubon's historically significant drawings of the birds of America. But by accident, I was fortunate enough to have seen an original page from his book while in the Central Library of Salt Lake City looking for something. I encountered a large plexiglass container in a hallway. Inside was an original book of the Birds of America, an open page displaying one of its elephant-sized aquatint prints, nearly 200 years old. It was one of the 435 prints measuring 39 inches by 26 inches. It was the image of the Carolina parakeets dancing on a tree branch. The book includes six now extinct birds, Carolina parakeet, passenger pigeon, Labrador duck, great auk, Eskimo kudaloo, and pinnated grouse. The image I looked at was beautiful, but I doubt if you'll ever be able to understand that. This week on Garner Isn't, the music you first heard was Blackbird, sung by Paul McCartney, a John Lennon composition. You then heard Vicious Traditions by The Vales, and then Lead the Wise, singing Blackbird from AMC's The Walking Dead. Finally, Saint-Saëns' Dance Macabre. Stampede! Written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.